0: Again. This is Ryan Adams, Ashley Henry, and Kristen Moe, and you're listening to Beyond the Gym, the Hit for Fit Wellness Podcast. Ryan, Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Uh, this week, we sit down and talk all about body image. And while our conversation is candid, we wanted to at least acknowledge that this is often a triggering topic for discussion. So keep that in mind. Thanks for listening. We're back. Yay! Episode three of Beyond the Gym. Um, we had like a little week where you were like, wait, where were you? And we simply just said, life happened. You Life. Know, we're like kind of social distancing, but also like figuring out how to adapt to the changing circumstances like on the daily. So, um, but we're here now. We um, thought it would be really appropriate to... To talk about something that I think... affects all of us, but in different ways. Totally. And so, um, without further ado, we'll jump right in body image, episode three,
1: episode three. So I, um, am very excited to talk about this topic because, um, personally I've dealt with body image for several years and have finally, in the last couple years, felt very confident in my own body. um, So I kind of want to share that story a little bit with you guys. So I, um, my senior year of college, I'm an exercise science major, um, competed and trained to be in a uh, bodybuilding competition and that people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's great. They see pictures. You looked Mm -hmm. great. Um, and it was, it was fun for me to put that knowledge to use. Um, and I'm not going to use numbers because that can be a trigger for some of us with body image. And honestly, everything is relative with numbers. So, like, I don't want that to. Put it out there. Yeah. yeah, I don't want right. to put it out there. I just want to say that I competed. <laughs> I competed. And my goal was for me to get on stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, after that competition and being on that high I gained the 20 pounds that I had lost for the show plus another 10 and that was the heaviest I had been in my life and it took years and years and years um to to not feel bad about that extra weight to not feel bad about Working as a fitness professional, fitness instructor, personal trainer, getting my degree in this and feeling like I belong. And I'm going to say the fitness industry really kind of is terrible sometimes, especially on this topic. And working in the fitness industry, I felt it tenfold because I'm up there teaching a class and I'm like, are people going to be here or are they going to think she doesn't know anything? She's has extra fat. She's overweight. She's not six pack abs. And that was huge for me for several years, um, after my competition. So at one point I kind of was like, enough is enough. Um, I want, instead of to feel terrible, I don't want to feel like I have to work out to burn off what I ate. I don't want to have to work out to, yeah, to lose weight. I wanted to work out to feel good. And so I started to really put in, it was years of work. I want to say it was like four years of just mental shifts, um, talking positive and I will get into these tips, um, as we go into the episode a little bit more in detail and hopefully you guys can start to use them. Um, but I think, you know, my personal story, I think a lot of you guys can relate as well. Uh, and I really would like Ryan to talk about, yeah. um, a females. I know being a female, it's easy to talk about females all the time are like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm negative. I'm, you know, fat, I need to lose weight, but males as well, you know, have a different, sometimes it's the same and sometimes it's different. So I want Ryan as a male to speak on that for us.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I wanted, I was thinking about this earlier and, and what came to mind initially was like, you know, we are all bodies, right? Like we are all beings inside of like a vessel. And so while there are differences between the way that maybe men approach body image and women approach body image, I think a lot of times it's like rooted in the same sort of like, mental headspace of like, um, just feeling the pressure of like, not necessarily aligning with what the ideal is or like what the standard is or should be. And so in my experience, um, one thing that at least I can, I can speak to you personally is like, um, Growing up, I think there's a there's a big emphasis, or there was like at my school where like, you know, it was really common for like certain sports to like be in the weight room. And like that was like kind of their main you know, like modality of training. And then other sports it was maybe a little bit more like conditioning, but it wasn't so much like in the weight room. So there was kind of a discrepancy between like Who's, like, obviously lifting weights and who's not. And I think now I was up in the group that did mostly just, like, conditioning. So I never really lifted weights, never really touched a barbell until, like, after high school. And I think now, like, looking back, there were times where people would be, like, you know, they would ask some, like, a really dumb question or, like, a really basic question. But, like, you know, what's your squat like one RN, you know or something and, and I never had an answer to that and I, I at the time I like really didn't care but looking back I think like even still today like that's something that um, I see really prominent particularly among men but also probably among women like the idea that if you can't do as much as the next person, then like you're not doing enough, and like I think that that lands particularly um, with body image when we talk about like if I don't look like the person who's doing the most, then I'm somehow less than or like I'm I'm not as strong or my work is like not as meaningful, and I think what's crazy about that is oftentimes. If you start to buy into that, you're working twice as hard as the person who like seemingly is, you know, it's easy for them because they're stronger or like they they have like a, a body that's like um, more capable of doing like heavier weight and going longer and like
2: and genetically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. so I think that that's been one of my like main experiences with like in terms of seeing body image like for men. But I also think, too, I, I, I've I seen it, it be about weight too you know like and this has never really been something that I've personally struggled with but I have friends and colleagues that have and I I think what's crazy about it is like there's particularly as Kristen said in the wellness industry like there's a lot of pressure to be um
1: like look at marketing yeah look at marketing for any and I have to say (laughs) there are a lot of spaces in fitness that are doing a very good job at being body inclusive. Um, fabletics always has, um, I don't even want to say a plus size model, but like a regular person wearing clothes, not always a model. And I love that so much, but there's still so much perspective of being chiseled, having six pack abs and being super tiny and skinny. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and you see it
0: visibly Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I, I mean, I think too, like, um, for men, but also for women too. I, I think body dysmorphia is like really mm. prominent, and like, as, especially as like if you are a person who like works out regularly and you you have for a while and like it's just been a part of your life, it can be really easy to like. Um, Well, I think rather like we see what we want to see, right? When we look at ourselves in the mirror and oftentimes like we're looking from a a biased perspective because if we're like looking through a lens of criticism, then obviously, you know, we aren't going to be very proud of what we see. When in reality, like if we're just talking about aesthetics, like maybe we actually look great, you know, but we are just like, we're going to see what we want to see. And so I think too like body dysmorphia is something that's come up for me a couple of times. Can you
1: just, can you? Um, define. define body yeah. dysmorphia for so everyone? I'll
0: give you the Ryan definition. Of yes. No, but it's like the Webster's definition. But I think body dysmorphia is like a way of um, looking at the body um, through like some type of lens of bias so that you see what isn't objectively there and instead like some like version of what's there and so to clarify that it might be like let's say you know you're a regular exerciser you have a fairly good diet like you live a pretty active life you're not very sedentary or whatnot and so chances are you probably you know look fine like you you don't necessarily have any like observable signs of like um, being overweight or like you know being an unhealthy individual in any context and so a body dysmorphic view might be like being that person but when you look in the mirror you see someone who's overweight you see someone who's like not doing enough you see someone who is eating too much you see someone who just isn't healthy really like in some particular way and I think that Well, that's just, like, one example of how body dysmorphia can work because it it really is not just, like, um, confined to a single context. It's something that affects, I would argue, everyone at some point in their life. But it's particularly rampant in, like, wellness spaces too because, you know, we come here and we convene around, like, exercising or we convene around some type of wellness activity. And comparison just feels like a very human... In instinct, like a very human inclination. And so when there are other bodies like moving and exercising.
2: You know, and I think that is one of the reasons why, um, and this is not any kind of data or anything, but I feel like maybe body dysmorphia or just the body image within the fitness community can be so huge is because, you know, you're comparing yourself against individuals who've made it their lifestyle to be fit people. And, you know, and I know just within the scope of, like, Hit for Fit, we were talking about this, like, just, we have some of the most phenomenal human beings within these walls that you're comparing yourself to on a daily, whether it's, you know, just how they live their life or their actual body type, um, which is kind of above the average, right, because this is something that they do every single day, um, and they kind of have, you kind of have that outlook of, like, I'm not, again, like, I'm not good enough, um, and it's like, but you're, you're you're comparing yourself to these people who, you know, have made it their their lifestyle choice to be above and beyond the average Joe. Um, and so, like, I think that was one of the things I got out of uh, a CrossFit uh, gymnastics course that he was talking about. He was like. You know, we feel like we're not enough. We define ourselves by the scale or the barbell or, like, the weight that you put on the bar. The movements that you can and can't do. Um, And he was like, but, you know, go walk around the airport for a little bit. You know, you you might feel a little different. Like, okay, like, there are so many different bodies out there. There's so many different abilities. There's so many different disabilities, you know, that whenever you start to open it up and see the perspective... And it's not just like things I can and can't do. It's like the holistic life. That's whenever things really start to shift. When you're not just comparing yourself against elite or you know your neighbor or your girlfriend, but like the whole. Um, and that's like in not only just the world, but in yourself. Like compare against the whole um, makes a makes a big difference. So that you're not defining yourself by a number on the scale. You're not defining yourself by a barbell or the weight that you can carry. And I feel like. Like with my husband, I was I was saying earlier. I can talk, I can speak to that, the male perspective sometimes on that just conversation I've had with him, and um, you know he can even be judgmental of other people that he sees on like social media. And he's like, ah, oh, he should be able to do more than that. You know what I mean? Mm. And then he'll catch himself and he'll be like, God, oh, you know, like I shouldn't say that. Um, because you never know what's going on in that other person's body. Also, um, you never know what limitations that they're facing. You might not know what they might be doing to enhance their performance that you're not doing. You know, you never know. So worrying about what somebody else is doing in comparison to what you're doing, first of all, it's just not fair. Like, 100% not. It's not we're never on the same playing field with anybody because our is different, our stress is different, our work life is different, our home life is different. So to try to compare yourself to any one individual is just so unfair.
1: Yeah. And I love that you talk about, and, and part of that, You said about different body types and different um, just looks. So I don't know. You guys might be familiar with um, this has been a a photograph around the Internet for a while where we have um, all types of Olympic athletes. And I've seen it with men and women. But the one I'm talking about particular is all of these women Olympic athletes are all next to each other and it says what they've won a gold medal in and it shows them basically in like a sports bra and shorts and it shows their bodies and how different they are because they're all different heights first of all second different um, muscle mass so yeah. you can like you were speaking to earlier like depending on your sport or depending on what you in this case yeah. like to do, train to do yeah. um, your body is just going to have different um, muscle fibers we can get into science but we won't today <laughs> um, and so it's just cool to see that these Olympic athletes who are all healthy all very trained and accomplished throughout
2: the world all,
1: yeah. throughout the world, all have a different body composition and you talk about body dysmorphia and you look at that and you're like oh wow like it kind of for me at least it puts things into perspective have you guys seen that picture yeah I have
0: yeah well and
2: then you have that and in comparison to like a magazine magazine ad you know, because like I've seen recently H&M, I'm going to put them on bus because they put themselves up there. But they have um, computer-generated bodies. They're all exactly the same body type. Um, not body type, they're exactly the same body. Um, they've changed the color of the, the body to be more diverse. Um, but, and then for the head, they put the different heads of models on them. So it's insane and i could post it like if y'all want me to post it in the comments of the thing it's insane but it just shows how you know there's there is that stigma that comes with like this is the perfect body we're not even going to use the models anymore because we want this body we'll use your face but this is what we want and this is what you know, that is insane. It's insane that is
1: insane
2: yeah it's crazy
0: i was i remember seeing that like olympic that image you were talking about with the olympians um earlier this year and that was the first time I think I'd ever really seen it but um and I the way that I saw I actually think there's a website that you can go to and it like has it like just has images of them
1: you can just I googled it to try and find the source because I've seen it for several years and I I literally just found a bunch of it was like Olympic athlete bodies is what I looked
0: at yeah uh, this website in particular I'll try to find it and I can like include the link in the description but it just like has images of them and some you might recognize some you might not but it's it asks you to like try to guess what their sport is mm. based on the way that they look. And you would be surprised like at how easy it is to like get it completely wrong because and that just goes to show like how we have these like preconceived notions of like what you know a track athlete looks like or what a volleyball player looks like in terms of like just like traditional Olympic sports or like what a weightlifter looks like or what, you know, a triathlete looks like. And in reality it's like There are some factors, I think, that influence the way that, you know, like, oftentimes, like, maybe runners tend to be more lean because they just really do a lot of cardio.
1: Versus sprinters. Yeah. They tend to have more muscle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of, like, I think, as you said, like, kind of scientific, like, explanations Mm -hmm. for the differences. But all of that to say, like, at the end of the day, you know, every single person has just sort of, like, a genetic... Predisposition to be however they are, you know? And there are things that we can do to like make that better and make that body like um, adapt more adaptable to like whatever our lifestyle is. But at the end of the day, like it, it's really, it, it comes down to like being able to just like love the skin Mm. that you're in, you know,
1: I'm going to get to that in depth. So I will re-emphasize that point because I love it so much. Um, but I do want to, as we talk about body image and we talked about the mental aspect of it, um, I just want to put one of my favorite quotes out there. And I guess it's more of a, I don't know, a mantra or saying, and I don't have the source because I've heard it several times from other places, but, When we talk about body image, you always, I think everyone has something they would like to change. So I'm going to throw this out there for you. If you give something your attention, it has all of the power.
0: Mm,
1: Yeah. So like, let me just say that again. If you give something attention, it has so much power. So when you're negatively saying, I don't like my extra thick thighs you're giving that negativity to your body yeah and holding that power and And then it's a negative power
0: yeah
1: and like that's not good that doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. and you're walking around and I love this I have so many like analogies and quotes and stuff we're going to pull in but like I would the way that you talk to yourself so I don't know if you guys have things but I have a few things the way that you talk to yourself in your body Do you talk to your best friend about that way? Yeah. Do you tell your best friend, like, you better lose your gut or no one's going to like you? Ew. Ew. That's, no. (laughs) So why do you talk to yourself like that? Like, that is just bringing so much of yourself down. So we're going to flip that. And I want you listeners, and Ashley and Ryan, you can do this as well. You can close your eyes. I always like to do that to just, like, get everything out, separate. Yep. And think of one positive thing about your body. And I'm going to pull another quote in and it's a quote from Nike from several years ago. And it says, I have thunder thighs and that's a compliment because they are strong and toned and muscular and though they are unwelcome in the petite section, they have carried me through and been clapped through in marathons.
2: (laughs) And I love it, I love it. it. I love the clap, they've been clapping for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that quote for me, it's like, I've always had big thighs. I was a catcher in softball, like I've used my legs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of just shifting that perspective, a lot of women, if they had my thighs, they might be like, these are way too big. But I love them because they are strong. They make me feel strong. They carry me up mountains in Colorado. Mm-hmm. They carry me through the toughest workouts sometimes here at Hip for Fit. And so taking something and just being grateful for what your body is and what it does. Did you guys come up with something? Mine's
2: my, my, my thighs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it didn't used to be that way. Um, at all, um, and I think part of it was whenever I did start, you know, training and weightlifting, because I, one of those things, my body's just naturally, I've always had bigger thighs. My dad has always had big legs. Um, he worked in a gym. Surprise, surprise! Whenever he was younger, and people would bodybuilders to like wow what did you do and he's like I just showed up you know and that just drove them crazy um so I, I kind of always naturally had bigger legs but then when again kind of whenever I embraced it it's like I have big legs like this is just and now people are like oh my gosh I want your legs and I'm like yo <laughs> like work hard look at those <laughs> toned babies <laughs> <laughs> <stacking over> here. <laughs> but um yeah I didn't always turn out that way
0: That's, yeah, so mine's kind of, like, counter to, I guess, like, maybe what might ordinarily come to mind, and I just just really feel like I have small, like, uh, small arms, or, like, arms that are not as, like, bulk as I would like them to be, but I, I also have to, like, bear in mind, like, I don't have a background in weightlifting. Like, I have only really been weightlifting since, like, 2016. So, and really not necessarily, like, on a, specifically, like, on a regimen, like, for, like, bulking up upper body-wise. And so, but on the on the other hand, like, I appreciate my upper body, like, my arms, because I have more mobility than, like, maybe I would if I was, like, you know, too swole to, yeah. like be able to, like, move. And then also, like... I think that, though they're not as, like, they don't look the way that I might want them to look, like, they're they're strong on their own right. And so, so much so. Yeah, and so, like, your
2: I... muscle-ups are beautiful.
1: I'm like, can you check out your crow to handstand your- to, <laughs> like... Your handstands <laughs> are amazing. And you wouldn't be able to do that without yeah, your not arms.
0: As easily. Yep. Not <laughs> as,
1: <laughs> show is.
0: Not, yeah, I would not be able to do that as easily. And so, it's just one of those things where... Um, at least in my case, I've had to like really take a step back and be like, okay, like what are the objectives, right? Like here's your history with weightlifting and like training, you know, in this specific like modality. It's only f- since 2016, like reality. four four ish years, or yeah, like three and a half years. Yeah, I mean,
2: taking reality and helping that like create that perspective shift is huge too. Like I know whenever I came out of having a baby. I compared myself to like other people who had come out of having a baby and went back to just this flat tummy and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. That did not happen. And like But
1: I, also you just grew a tiny human. I know, but
2: and you know, in my head I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do like that chick. And you know, I remember I, I can remember what I was wearing, I can remember who was there. Whenever I jumped on that pull-up bar thinking I was gonna bust out a pull-up and like literally couldn't even get my scapula to respond. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And it took a hot minute for me to be like, embrace where you're at. Let reality set in of like, what just happened and be okay with knowing that now you can get back to that point that you were, but be so proud of what just happened and where you're at and what your body did and is capable of capable of doing. And like, Just enjoy that process. And that was so hard. So, so hard. But so rewarding. And then the coming back from that changed everything. Everything. And I love kind of watching people through their pregnancies and stuff kind of see that too. It's like you appreciate your body in a different way. And I I know that men just will never be able to have that. But
1: you think about quarantine so many people had I mean you talk about a stressful time in our entire world right now like this is yes this is not something to take lightly because stress is a huge thing and a lot of us maybe didn't have access or you were trying to be a mom and work full-time or a dad and then now also be a full-time daycare teacher teacher. yeah Yeah. so you think about like okay We went through a whole bunch of stress, and people are so hard on themselves Mm -hmm. coming back, and you shouldn't. Right. We just went through one of the hardest things that you may ever have to go through, possibly, in your life and your kids' Mm -hmm. lives. So,
2: like, yeah. Recognizing that space and that change and that shift and, like being okay with being uncomfortable but recognizing that it's your reality and i think that recognizing that is really hard
1: <laughs> you guys are just setting up this <laughs> timeline i have for our topics We're just reading
0: just reading, <laughs> reading
1: my notes that you didn't read before so i'm going to throw another quote out there okay. and i don't know if you guys follow girls gone strong yes. or Molly gabriel uh-huh. i don't know if i'm saying her last name right but Gabrieth. very very body positive um, content. And one of my favorite quotes from her is You can love the way that your body is right now and still want it to change. Mm. So, you guys both, both said this when you're talking about what do you like about yourself. And at some point, you're like, I love that. I just gave birth to a child and I have these things that I can work on. And it's okay that I'm not there yet. And Ryan, you said it too. I don't have these arms, but I know that I can do so much already and I can still work on that. And so we talked about goals last week. So it's important, yeah, we can kind of tie that in to know that while you maybe are at a point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna repeat. If you give something your attention, it has the power. So if you give that negative attention to not having this or that versus saying my legs are strong, then you're positive. Then you go into my legs are strong and I want to get stronger or I want to tone up a little bit more or I want to whatever it is, use that positive momentum thanking your body for what you do have and what you can do and use that positive attention and energy to go into your goals, your intention, your,
2: yes. I love that. And you know, and it kind of like you had mentioned us talking about the goals before having that, why that, that behind what you're wanting to do. So not standing in front of the mirror, pinching and squeezing areas that you're uncomfortable with. Um, and saying like, I want this gone, you know, But saying, I want to, um, you know, be stronger and focus on that. Find that measure that you can tell whenever you're stronger. And then the byproduct is going to be weight loss. You know, the byproduct is going to be maybe shifts in body composition um, without that negative... Focus. Yeah, like that positive focus. What are you saying yes to? Like we talked about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, say yes to being the person that you are, with the intention of being a better version of that person. I freaking love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. And that's um, as I think look back and just like think back on my me attempting to you know like get larger arms or whatever. I it really did take a moment of me being like, okay, like the reality just is what it is, right? And like, I whether I hate that or love that or whatever, that's like, doesn't matter because that's just the reality. And so when I could like learn to accept that and then make a plan of like, okay, now, now what can I do every time I'm in the gym, you know, to like ensure that I'm giving my upper body the attention that I want to give it so that I can, you know, make changes along the way then great, like, let's implement that. And that was something that I did. Like, I asked Amanda, I was like, hey, like, I would really love to work on generally cultivating more strength in my upper body with my lifts and, and everything else. And, you know, what can I be doing in addition to what I'm already doing to make sure that I'm, like, tracking along? And she was more than happy to, like, you know, recommend things to help me like, alter the programming slightly just so that I could have a bit more of, like, an upper body focus, but um, it, that was, like, such an accessible step to take, and it really did, like, that was the beginning of, like, you know, where we are now, and I'm still obviously on that journey, but it was as easy as just, and very, as simple as, like, reaching out to someone and being, like, Okay, who do I know that has the domain knowledge to help me work through this? And then I'm just going to ask them. And the worst, obviously, that they could say is like, "Sorry, I can't help you right now."
2: You have little forever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the um, but they but in my case, like I just like asked her, and like she was obviously so willing to help, and
1: and honestly, too, like you have to ask as we talk about goals in general. Does it align with? your intentions, your, your higher purpose, right? Like your um, not just weight loss, but being healthy. Yeah. 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 And for you, Ryan, it does, you're in here and it, all it does is take a question, but you have to ask yourself, am I willing to make those changes? Yeah. So when you talk about, I know a lot of times we always go back to weight loss, but like a lot of times it's like, am I willing to do what it takes to cut out the foods that I need to cut out or put in the prep time. So say you're trying to bulk. Some of that could be nutrition and it's not just the gym. It's also eating more, which is can be just as hard as eating less. Right. And so you have to ask yourself, am I willing to do what it takes to get there? If the answer is yes, you put those plans in action. If the answer is no, accept it. Be okay. Love your body for how it is. And maybe you go back to our goals is this why? aligning with my why? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, go for it. and not just, like, the superficial why, but, like, the fifth why. I on, mean, and, yeah. On the, on, I like it. And the sequence, because, yeah, it's, like, easy to be, like, to have these, like, lofty goals that are actually probably rooted in something quite shallow. But the moment that you are willing to, like, dig deeper and to get to, like, the root of or the source of, like, the desire and the why behind that goal, then, yeah, like, obviously that means something to you that's substantive like that's going to be a foundation you can stand on as you start to like you know implement these changes or these um shifts in your lifestyle your diet whatever it might be and so yeah the fifth why in the sequence not just the first one
2: and you know with the being willing um I think that's a huge question to ask yourself if you're willing but also if you're able Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times people put these um they, they, they have these expectations of themselves. And it kind of goes back to what we are talking about, like, being able to be real, set in that reality whenever you're setting these expectations for yourself. Because for some people, there's physical limitations. There's, you know, some disabilities that you might be working with um, that really don't allow for that to be your reality. And that you're searching for something that can never be. And that mm-hmm. is a devastating life to live. Like, to always want something that is just not real yeah. um, whether it's you know you're not somebody who whose body can handle that intense kind of weightlifting, so your body de- you know definition is not going to be able to respond like somebody who can so being able to be real with what you're able to do as well as what you're willing to do is important with setting those expectations for yourself I love that which brings us to our next
1: point. Of course. Um, I do want to do just a little summary kind of on all of that. So we yeah. kind of break it down and then we will go into non-scale victories, which yes. will tie into Ashley's kind of what she just ended on. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing that you can do for body image is change your mindset from something that's yeah. negative. So every time you say something negative about yourself, three positives immediately. Um,
0: Yeah, I like that. And the
1: reason it's three is because the negative energy, that negative tone has such a weight. So it does. And so outweighing it by not only just counteracting with one, but two more is going to be huge and just making that shift and that change mentally. Mm -hmm. So saying three positives every time you think something negative. Um, Then I think continuing that every single day yeah year after year is so important for you
0: yeah that's that's huge
1: so now i also want to go into basically step 2 if we're keeping it real simple which i you know i love simple better um is creating a non-scale goal or non-scale victories and ashley and i talked about this earlier we don't even own scales in our houses. I don't even think we have one at the gym. I weigh myself once a year when I go to the doctor, and that's it. Other yeah. than that, it doesn't matter to me.
2: Yeah, even with like my nutrition clients, where a scale is typically a huge part of uh, measuring, I give them that option because some people just aren't ready to step away from that unit of measure um but there are so many factors that go into what that number represents and reflects with you know your water retention your stress level the, your sleep um especially with females you know menstruating like this it, could be a whole nother podcast yes, like it's insane mm-hmm. the amount of data that is actually represented in that number but whenever you're allowing yourself to be defined by that number um it's not just data like you are not looking at it as like oh perhaps x y and z like <laughs> that's pretty much not the case um, and until you're at that point where you can, and a lot of people do get to that point, I am not there. <laughs> like, I am not to where I can look at the scale. And because um, I will reward myself if the number is lower. Like, I'll do, you know, I'll either like, oh, yeah, you're a roll, Like, let's eat this. And that's really dumb. Um, or if I see a number that I am not, you know, happy with, I will start restricting, which is not... Healthy, Because that's not what that number is representing. Um, it is not, it's not reflective of the food. So I am all about finding ways to um, recognize where you're at within your progress outside of any kind of numbers on a scale.
1: So we'll let you start. What are some um, non-scale victories? My
2: favorite one is um, my mood and how I'm feeling. because. Uh.
1: Mine, my only one I had is feel good. Oh, yeah. you said That's that. it. That's
2: feel my favorite. good. Yeah. Um, because with that, I think there's like some subset victories. I think that with that, having that elevated mood, um, that feeling like you're in control of your mind um, comes with having been well rested. So having good sleep is a huge a non-scale victory, um, feeling content within your food, like not feeling like you're completely restricted and starving, and your tummy is just like growling all the time because you're trying to hit that, you know, bare minimum intake. Or the opposite, you know, some people struggle with the overeating and the binging and having that feeling of being overfull. Um, so there's there's that. I feel like that's another non-scale victory of being able to be content around your feeling of fullness. Um, so feeling good, yeah, definitely absolutely huge non skill
0: victory. Or measure,
2: whatever yeah. you want to call
0: it. For me, um, I as I sat down to like write these, I I went both into the past and then thought kind of about like the present. Um, but you know, taking it back to 2016, Ashley mentioned this earlier, like you, you walk into a a space where there's like a rig or like functional fitness is kind of the MO and you're like, oh yeah, I could do a pull up. Right. And you go, and then you realize like, oh, like that's actually way harder than it looks. And so for me, one of, um, one of my favorite non-scale victories like to date was the moment that I like was able to like do more than like one strict pull-up at a time and I just like I just was like wow like I that's a shift for me like I've cultivated strength i've like you know what i'm
2: doing is being seen. yeah yeah
0: and so that's and still to this day like i think there are a few things that make me feel stronger than when i just like do a strict pull-up because it's hard like it's yeah. it's not that's not an easy thing strict strength is like something that we talk a lot about because it's one to keep you safe but it's because it's like it's harder you know mm-hmm. and and it, it it's designed to like just keep tension in your body so that you can be safer as you move into like more efficient ways of doing movement. So that was one from a while back. Um, I
1: love, um, putting movements, especially as I've come into advancing my own yoga practice. Um, just being able to, I mean, of course you and I have a lot of knowledge of like how to do accessory work to get those so we're excited to come into the gym to do accessory work to be able to get that goal of a pull-up and I've been working really hard on handstand push-ups and there's so many things that go into that right now but it keeps me here on days that maybe I'm like I don't want to go I'm like no but we're doing handstand holds or something along those lines and it gets me there because of that non-scale goal um, which I think is awesome 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 and we talked a little bit too about, um, earlier that like sometimes, especially I think more in men and I could be totally, you know, putting my foot in my mouth on that one, but, um, weightlifting stuff. So like getting a number, um, that's huge oh, for me. Huge I love, I love, yeah. love, love. And it's as a female, I've heard several comments about, well, I don't want to bulk up.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. from other females. Takes
1: a lot. Number one. <laughs> number one. And also... I love nothing more than when my arms are toned. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you know, lifting something. I'm like, I is got that, this. Is that,
2: but that goes both ways because, you know, I, um, just like we were talking about the number on the scale, um, being data, being a number, mm. so can that number on the bar. Yes. Because there are days when I can come and I'm like, feeling hella jacked. I hit my 165 squat clean and I'm like, boom, drop the bar. And then the very next day, or, you know, two or three days later, I can't, I can't hit it. And it like destroys me. And I have to take a step back and be like, you're not the same person today as you were the other day. Yeah. Other things could have affected Because you. of X, Y, and Z. Yes. Sleep,
1: nutrition. Yes. You just did that the workout on Tuesday. yeah.
2: So, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I have learned in the past year, really, honestly, is that no, giving yourself that grace, knowing that you're enough and moving forward from that space instead of requiring more from me in that moment. Like saying, no, I know you can do more. I know you're better. Like give it to me now. That was my mentality. It's like, stop sucking, suck <laughs> less, like, do the thing that I know you can do. <laughs> and whenever I'm, I was able to step back and give myself grace and, like, start to question, like, okay, maybe things have shifted. Maybe something's different, change my perspective. You still were able to do X, Y, and Z. You showed up today. You know, again, give yourself that practice gratitude. I'm thankful that I could even, like, be in this place, you know, whether I not yeah. a at all, you know, mm. so it, it totally just wrecks your world in like the most beautiful way
0: yeah that's that's good um i'll another one that i'm like still working on um is endurance and push-ups because (laughs) i simply just have a love hate relationship with push-ups and i always have but um
2: I would have never guessed
0: that. No. Never. I just, I don't know what it is. I guess in my head, there's a number in my head that I think is like, if I can't do numbers, this num like this many ups and like, I'm not doing it, like I'm failing. And, and you know, like, that's just like not true. Like no one cares <laughs> how many ups you can do. Um, and it's, you know, I'm broken or whatever, but it's something and that I... Another-
2: Movement. Yeah. That's a hard movement. People are like, don't push!" no, if you're doing a real push-up, it's hard. Yeah, it is.
0: And you're like, I gotta
1: get 50. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet it's, I bet the number's it higher than high. 50. No, it's, it's not. like 500 in a row.
0: No. <laughs> but um, that's just something that like I... 1,000.
2: 99.
0: 1,000. But it's something that I... I I count it as, like, an opportunity, I think. And it's not always, like, oh, this is an opportunity. Like, sometimes it's, like, this is an opportunity. It's, like, a little bit more of a, you know, a tender reminder to myself that um, if we never work on the things that we aren't good at, like, how could we possibly expect ourselves to improve? Yeah. And I think that applies to, like, exercise, but I think that applies to some things that are, like, you know, affect our lifestyle, too. Like, if we... If we never allow ourselves to, like, be in a space where we can, like, work to to love the skin that we're in or love the body that we're in, like, how could we ever expect ourselves to get better?
2: You know, I have a good analogy for this because I have a four-year-old and he plays video games, which I used to hate. Um, but now I'm really seeing the value in it because it brings perspective shift to him. Um, and he gets so annoyed because he doesn't know what the screen is saying and, like, telling him to do. Um... But you don't just jump into knowing all the things. You don't jump into, like, being born and then knowing how to read. Like, it starts way small, like being able to recognize a letter. Maybe not even knowing what that letter is, but recognizing that it is a letter. And then recognizing that that letter is an A. Recognizing that that A has a sound. Recognizing that that letter and that sound together in a word, you know, with other letters makes a word. Like, there's this huge, long process that has to happen before you're able to use that in a way that helps you do the thing that you're trying to do. Um, and it goes back, oh, this is a perfect time for me to tell you about my ice cube story. Have I told you my ice cube story? The, yes, in the, in but the, not in the podcast. Uh, so podcast, this is the no. best thing ever. Um, I love using this with my clients because perspective, everything. So if you have... Um, this the this story comes from um, a research group, right? And there was a, a, a table surrounded by people and there's an ice cube. And um, the researchers were asking them to measure the change within that ice cube over time, right? So they're in this room, it's super cold. Um, the melting point for you know freezing object is 32 degrees or higher. So the room is like at 25 degrees. So they're sitting in this room waiting for this ice cube to have a difference in appearance. They have their journals, they're like ready to write, and like nothing is happening, it's just frozen. Um, So the researcher, they're adjusting the temperature, so now it's 26 degrees, still no change. 27, 28 degrees, no change. They're just like tapping their pens on their notebooks, nothing to report. 29, 30 degrees, still nothing. 31, nothing. 32, boom the ice cube shows a change and so they you know start writing 32 degrees there's the difference but the difference was only seen at 32 degrees that degree from 26 to 27 to 28 all the way up through 32 had to happen yeah. before that effect was seen so it's all of those underlying changes that have to be made be made and sometimes just staring at the number just staring at your body just staring at that movement that you're unable to do can be overwhelming But whenever you're thinking, all of these aspects have to happen and come together for this end result, for this outcome. And it goes back to that goal, like, of course it does, of like creating those small actions that you can focus on, that you have control over, that will lead you to the thing that you don't have control over the way your body looks. You have no control over the way your body looks, like, absolutely none. But. You can control the way your behavior is, your actions is, your mindset. Like, those are the things that you can control that will help you live your best life. Like, controlling your body is not going to help you live your... It's going to destroy your life, actually. Trying to to control something that you cannot
0: will destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just, like, such a really, um, I think, resonant, like, analogy because it... So oftentimes I guess we just like hyper fixate on the end goal, the yes. end result. Like one day I will, you know, be comfortable in the body that I'm in. Or one day I will nice. like love yeah. mm-hmm. my skinny arms or whatever <laughs> it might be. Right. Um, but it's like, there's so much more that goes into the process before you get to the end point. Yeah. And I often like to remind myself that I really think life happens in, in between like oh in the process rather All than just life. like <laughs> at the I end moment you know
1: <laughs> And so and life is happening yeah.
0: immediately yeah. yes like,
1: yeah. so
0: this was this was a good conversation thanks so much kristen for um bringing in lots of like helpful tips and just like ways of of, of seeing body image as something that um, is often difficult, I think, to talk about. And, like, it can be, as you, as you said, like, triggering at times. But um, I really feel like this conversation's been helpful. It's helped me understand, like, you know, what I can do and, like, how what other people can do to, like, um, start where they are and to just, like, acknowledge where they are and to grow in a, in a positive direction. Of, I want like, you to
2: repeat that quote from Molly. Because
1: that, I think... Oh, I had a different quote to, like, oh, sum that's, up. That's in, but see. the quote from uh, Girls Gone Strong uh-huh. was, you can love your body the way that it is right now and still want to change. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love
0: that. That's, yeah, that's huge.
1: Yeah.